115. Be modest in dress, manners, and demeanor. It is probably true that on the whole Paul's commands are more difficult for women to swallow than men. Paul irks modern sensibilities. Who wants to be told to submit, to keep quiet, to cover their head, and not to speak in church? These commands quickly raise the hackles. Paul may thus be viewed as the original male chauvinist, with the added observation that his words were culturally motivated and certainly not intended for today. Today's church, therefore, subtly edits the text and essentially glosses over Paul's questionable instructions. Husbands, love your wives, can stay. No one has a problem with that. But wives, submit to your husbands, has to go. It is stricken from the account. No one reads the Sermon on the Mount in this manner. The Gospels remain in our New Testaments as they have come down to us through the ages. However, Paul's epistles are read with a redactive wink and grin to remove all trace of so-called anti-woman bias. The Christian woman of today who desires to read the New Testament accurately and humbly, and who desires to obey its precepts, whether they are comfortable to modernism or not, has a difficult time of it. She is swimming upstream against an entire culture of feminist narcissism, telling her that she can ignore all those unpleasant passages. Even her Christian friends tell her it is foolish to try to live by such chauvinistic ideas. Perhaps these observations about Paul's teachings, even if they are excuses to avoid strict obedience, have merit. The viability of such commands, and how they are to be applied in our time, is certainly worthy of discussion and leniency of interpretation. We do live in a different culture. We do have to adapt and change with the times. As long as in doing so we seek greater obedience in our lives, not seek to justify a lesser obedience. How grateful I am for my wife's determinative, vocal, and decision-making role in our marriage, which I have always viewed as a divinely appointed partnership. I praise God for it no less now, after almost 45 years, than I did on the day we were married. I would be lost, or forever going off the rails, without the balancing wisdom she brings to all facets of my life. Having said all that, we both also know that we must attentively heed Paul's difficult commands, and strike out none of them. That commitment is on my head, too. Paul's commands to men are equally stringent. And so we come to the command toward modesty of dress and demeanor. It is easy to overlook just how important modesty may actually be in reflecting Christ's likeness to the world. Though Peter and Paul specifically address the charge of modesty to women, it is a universal command. Men and women alike are commanded to adorn themselves inwardly with a gentle and quiet spirit not to make a show nor turn eyes upon themselves. Humility and grace identify the man or woman who is a disciple of Jesus, not surface appearance 
or an alluring demeanor. The shocking practicality of this command strikes home as we reflect on how automatically and thoughtlessly Christians accept the world's standards of fashion without batting an eye. An obsession with clothes, styles, appearance, and adornment indicates a desire to conform to the world's fads and be acceptable in the world's eyes. Paul would be outraged to see the high skirts, low necklines, scanty swimsuits, and flirtatious mannerisms considered normal by today's Christian teens. To what extent is modesty taught as a virtue in today's youth groups? To what extent are Christian young people warned against a flirtatious spirit as sin? Peter and Paul's words speak for themselves. I desire then that in every place women should adorn themselves modestly and sensibly, in seemly apparel, not with braided hair or gold or pearls or costly attire, but by good deeds, in faith and love and holiness, with modesty. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 8 and 9 and 15. Wives, let not yours be the outward adorning with braiding of hair, decoration of gold, and wearing of robes, but let it be the hidden person of the heart, with the imperishable jewel of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 1, 3, and 4. From the Commands of the Apostles by Michael Phillips Read by Michael Kimball More information on this and similar writings may be found at fatheroftheinklings.com Visit Amazon to purchase the Commands of the Apostles and other books by Michael Phillips.